do you say then is number two? What's your second thing that you wish you knew? <sighs> that your patience will be tested <laughs> every day. Hello and welcome to Balancing the Hats. I'm Karina Dornell and this is the place where we come to talk to men and women from all across the globe about their successes, their failures, and of course, the things that they wish they knew. And speaking of the things that they wish they knew, we are doing our final part, part four of three things you wish you knew before becoming a parent. And I must say parent this time because we're going to be having a mom and a dad on this episode. So first up, I want to welcome Jamal Reefer. Now, Jamal is a teacher and he's also the athletic director at Sea Vision Sports. He's the father of a four-year-old girl. And one interesting fact that I just found out about him is that he cried when Days of Our Lives was canceled on CBC. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, but Jamal, really? Yes, please. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so I am assuming you were a Days of Our Lives diehard fanatic at six o'clock. You in front of the TV. Man, listen, Days of Our Lives could not miss our household. We used to watch it for our grind. So that was the main stay and the main reason that over the years we just grew to love it. And then there was one of our bonding moments with our grandmother. So that was the, the go-to and the highlight of the day coming home from a long day at work, rushing to get home, beating traffic, just to get home to watch Days or Lays. Or if you miss 15 minutes of it, we get a full random in a break with, with, with my grandmother. And it was a it was a good thing and very disheartening for us when when the program finished. Like, we, we didn't know what else to do. Oh, that oh. So, yeah, it was it was very heartfelt. It shut a wow. tear. <laughs> Well, that's that's an interesting thing to know for sure. <laughs> All righty. So you are the athletic director at Sea Vision Sports. Can you tell us what exactly is Sea Vision Sports all about? Yeah, sea Vision Sports is a fundamental movement skills academy. So we focus on teaching the foundational skills in across many sports, ranging from swimming to taekwondo, football, track and field, volleyball. We were even considering going into golf and squash um, as recently, uh, coming soon, probably September. So those are options we are exploring now. And we also have a tutoring component alongside of it. So we try to bring out a well-rounded child when they come to us. Okay. And what ages do you accept children from? We accept children from three years old all the way up to 18. So from once they turn three, they can come and join and participate. It'll be fun. Children enjoy it. They enjoy seeing themselves in the videos. The parents have a blast. And, and we, we really have a good time. Okay. That sounds really great. So where would persons be able to find more information about C-Vision? Yes. So they can check out the website at www.cvisionsports.com. That's C-E-E, visionsports.com. Or they can check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Just type in C-Vision Sports and you will find us there and find all the information. Or you can call 838-8602. Okay. Thank you. So to get into the real discussion of today, I wanted to know what are the three things that you wish you knew before becoming a dad? You've been a dad of four years of a little girl, yes. you know, so what, yes. what, what do you wish you knew before becoming a dad? Well, it was really hard to, to point down and limit three things, but 
I can say throughout my journey of four years so far, to my beautiful daughter Ayana Rose, refer that I I I, I try to to do a before in terms of what I should have known when I was when she was a baby, sometime in the middle between two and and three, I know. And then the overall wrap-up, basically. Okay. So one of the things was like knowledge in, in baby shopping. All right. Ex- explain that to me. <laughs> Ooh. So I did not know that all of these milk had different purposes. All these cereals. Oh. <laughs> pen on, on sensitive. The clothes, the type of clothes we wear from the child, especially when he was young. Because like, obviously we would have bought... Well, I would have bought excited, yeah, excited, you're going to buy everything you see. <laughs> and then realizing that this may not be good for the baby or this may not be good for the baby. I was like, whoa. And what, what really drove it home was car seat. So originally I had, I was, I was going to uh, borrow a car seat from a friend of mine who, whose child had a grown car seat. And I just happened to just Google car seats and I realized that car seats have an expiration date. And they did yeah. not know that. <laughs> so like that was I mean I mean that was a big thing for me. I started messaging everybody you know the kerosene and asked them if they knew kerosene had expiration date. And how many people and they said they didn't know? Yeah. And that was a a lot of people don't know. Oh, sorry, a lot of people I I thought that they didn't know that. I okay. didn't know that. But I mean I guess I never they never considered it because it was no another father, no became a father the first thing. And it was like, Well, so it made me I ended up checking the kerosene that the that the lady wanted to give me and it was expired about two years prior so <laughs> it was a good thing then i went and get a car seat so no yeah i, I try to tell most most uh my friends know who become a parent seat first thing to try i know your, your friends want to donate stuff to help ease the right. burden but always you just check only the car seat and see and that's a that's a good tip i know especially so knowledge in baby shopping knowing knowing um the correct things to get um that was a that was a that's something I wish I had done more research on. Or probably somebody gave me a little knowledge before. Before you became before. a father. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So so what would you say then is number two? What's your second thing that you wish you knew? <sighs> that your patience will be tested <laughs> every day. And to, to new hugs you will never believe. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm a teacher and I'm accustomed to my patients being tested in the classroom, outside the classroom. But having a little girl... Now she's four, a lot of energy. Um, is is your patience really tested? And, and <laughs> I think that that most fathers probably just feel that the handle it and stuff. And I think that not this is not for me personally, but I I think that some fathers may use the wrong type of emotion to deal with it in terms of getting upset right. or vexed and stuff. So I don't. I have. I have. I didn't do that, but it, it took a lot of patience because. Things happen. Uh, they're young. They they, they throw no learning hand coordination for me. So Ayana could be running around the house, just being herself and accidentally trip and knock down her vase or a picture or something like that. And before you react, you should really calm yourself down and understand that that's part of growing up. Mistakes we made. Just talk to her and stuff. But I, there are days the patience is be tested. We really need to like go outside and come to 10 or breathe deeply or just remember this look i remember the good times and just be patient <laughs> so so that's your main goal too like if if she happens to do something that totally blows your cool in that instance you just take a time out you give yourself a time out no i I, I i 
he probably are you fucking better yeah expert man that probably wants but no i try to look at every situation everything that happened that happened bad so if it's something that really bad i would just take a moment of myself and analyze and say okay how would you respond to this because she's still growing she's still learning and will you expect her to not do it it will happen and make sure it's a learning lesson so i have adapted that approach more and it helps me a lot now um and the times that really really where you may get upset or vexed about it i tend not to get as upset or my, my emotions don't lead to that in the first no oh, okay I it was a that's... work in progress yeah I think parenting is a work in progress. There is no manual. Yes. <laughs> there is nothing on Google that can prepare you. In yes. I mean, yes, you can find information, but until you actually have that crying, tiny human being that can't talk and can't yes. explain what's wrong, yes, screaming and, at you. <laughs> and, and 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 although parent, there are parents who went through it. Uh, they would give you our voice. It's a different kettle of fish. No, you going through it yourself personally. I think Correct. that I think that one of I think that one of the coping mechanisms that came about unintentionally was the fact that um, me and her mom we, we share we share the time with with Ayana. So I have her for one week, and then her mom's have her the next week. So I guess that's a time to to really you know say cool. We don't de stress, but. When you when you miss you missing her so much, no, you don't ever study the bad things. So it's like I, I think that that's also work in my favor. Right, you get a time to reset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, they they can be trying. I mean, I have little people of my own, and and yes, they they do make you have moments. But I think it is so fantastic, especially as a dad to a little girl, to be able to teach her that anger going to anger is not necessarily the accepted norm so that as she grows older and becomes a young lady and starts dating or whatever, that she has an idea of, look, my father and you still get on this army exactly. with me. And so she has exactly. a standard exactly. that she demands of, of her future and, partners. And, I, and so. I realized, I realized that from early that that is what I have to be doing in terms of she, um, seeing how a male supposed to treat her in terms of how they talk to her and stuff. So I try not to shout at her. Or uh, I don't even I don't use barriers around her at all. Um, I just okay. try to explain, give her an explanation for everything, regardless if it is a, a punishment or a reward. I try to explain everything as to why it's happening and stuff. Okay, I I must I must say though the white phase when they go through that white phase of asking <laughs> why for everything that I think is is mine. I mean. I love I love the fact that they are inquisitive and they want to know. It it, it shows that they're eager to learn. However, <laughs> like recently I've been going through the stage of Humpty Dumpty. I don't really do nursery rhymes, but yeah. with this whole homeschooling and the teacher sending work and and Google and everything like that, um, my little one is being exposed to a lot more YouTube than I normally would well, allow her to see. And one of the assignments was looking at Humpty Dumpty and being able to explain it. I must say, I was not pleased with this assignment <laughs> <laughs> because every day for the last week and a half, tell me again, why did Humpty Dumpty fall off the wall? <laughs> and why couldn't the king's horses fit him? Yes. And why all the... And I'm there like, Yes. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah, and I, 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 I went through that also, and I told her to be creative about it. Tell me what you would have done, and third, draw it out. So that's something you probably could do. Like, tell me what 
Tell me how you fix Humpty Dumpty. Tell me a story. Rewrite Humpty Dumpty yourself. I think like that's oh, great. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm I, borrowing that. Yeah, right. So I I try to use that because because she does ask a lot of questions. She's very creative and stuff. So I, I give her a little assignments and things. And she asks, keep asking. Wait, I don't want her asking. Wait, 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 wait. I mean the physical thing. Of, wait, 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 wait. Oh, time to get to you. But I tell her, well, be creative and do it yourself. Let show me what you've done different. And she will bring her okay. estimations and even she bring the dragon from Mars. And the sea, and the sea no more, the sea turn orange. I love the explanation. Oh, well, that's good. I will, we should probably try that next time. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's training her brain. So I'm yeah. actually going to borrow that because Humpty Dumpty was, was my, yeah, that was the one that made me put myself in timeout because I was like, okay, you know what? Mommy needs a break. Hold on. <laughs> it was like constantly, yes. constantly. It's like morning, lunchtime, nighttime. And it's like, you're going in for, for bedtime now. But mommy, why did, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Let, let's, let's not talk about Humpty Dumpty right now. But I want to know what I said, but I want you to sleep. Can you go to sleep? Let's, let's talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> okay. So what would be your third thing that you wish you knew? How much life would change? And this is this is a positive. This is definitely a positive in terms of no one could have told me like how rewarding and how um, I mean I wish I knew it before because I I won't say that I, I waited to, to have a show. I would say I I, I took my time in, in becoming <laughs> a father. I should say because that happened when I was thirty one. I know some men try to. We'll get a little, a little earlier. Right. But I, if somebody had told me that having a daughter, my beans, they call her my beans because she looked like a bean when I first, first saw her <laughs> in the, when I first saw her, when I first saw her ultrasound, she looked like a bean. And that's my beans from right now. And, and <laughs> I named her and stuff. And so I gave her the name Ayanna Rose, which means beautiful flower. And I, I wish I knew how rewarding it would have been so I would make sure that I would cherish every, all the memories and every moment, every every cry, every laugh with her because it has truly been a, a rewarding and a grateful experience so far. That is that's the positive. Yeah, that's the positive. That. That I don't have nothing negative to say about being a dad. I, I wish and I wish a lot of, of fathers out there would know beforehand how how much of a blessing it is to have a child. Uh, have a child look up to you and setting the example, taking her to school, cooking her. Like, these simple little things, teaching her to ride, play a kite, kick a ball, obviously, because I ain't the sport. She she will learn more of that side from me. But I am glad. But had I known probably that this was going to be such an enjoyable experience, uh, probably have gone a little earlier, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and not me, but Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So, so you are happy then to know that you are part of her life and will continue to do so and encourage her in a positive way. Of course, of course. She she is she's the drive, she's the passion, she's behind everything. Know that going forward, and uh, it's just a, a, a it cannot it cannot explain the the, the emotion and the, the joy. May your daughter be excited and come and give you a hug on morning and say they love you or <laughs> I mean like and, and even even the even the, 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 the support and the protection you want to show when she's sick and you wish that you could just take the pain she's feeling and put it on yourself and stuff. And it's it's, it's truly a, a blessing and, and I wish for, for more fathers to, to you know step up and, and become part of that blessing and understand that that 
children need their fathers also to, to play a role. So, yeah. Okay. So would you say that she was your inspiration then behind the whole Seed Vision Sports and, and, and working was, with children? And she, she was behind the inspiration for a lot of things. A lot of things. For me, okay. for me getting back and, and going to finish, uh, to go and, going to do a degree, I know doing my master's, trying to get better. Uh, she's the reason behind me going, making sure that I am able to, to do academy five days a week, plus teaching, plus doing the masters, but still taking care of her in order to make a life better wow. for her. Uh, she's, she's the inspiration meaning everything, everything that has happened um, when I knew about her. Um, definitely set the wheels in motion in terms of how my attitude and my perception on life change and the impact that I knew what she was going to have well, it was gone past anything could imagine. Okay. Well, that's really great to hear. I want to thank you so much, Jamal, for taking the time to talk with me today and for letting us know about the three things you wish you knew, that there is an expiration date on Carson. <laughs> yes, so. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I mean, but I, <laughs> I, sure. I, I did not know. I, I, and I, I want to ask a question. I probably can find uh, some father's. Who are who know becoming fathers for the first time? I asked them, they knew that because I, I definitely didn't. I didn't, I didn't pay attention to it. But yeah, I think that's a big thing, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, now they know. So, any new fathers that are listening, those of you out there, know that there is an expiration date on car seats. So, if you're borrowing one from a friend or a friend is giving you one that they previously, previously used, be sure to check that expiration date. Yes. Also, Patients will be tested. They will test it. But as a father, especially as a father to a young girl, you want to make sure that you take that time back and you reflect on it and you don't talk out to anger. And also that they will change your life and be your inspiration. Jamal listed a whole list of interesting things that Ayana Rose, I yes. just want to make sure I call the right name, yes. his daughter would have inspired him to do. So I'm not encouraging anybody to go there today and get anybody, you know, that's not what we're saying. Yes. But when the time comes, make sure that you're there, make sure that you're a part of your child's life and they can be your inspiration. Appreciate so I want to thank you, Jamal, for joining us and for taking the time to be on Balancing the Hats. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Jamal. And now next up, we have three things we wish you knew from a mom's perspective with Rosemary Bainbridge. And she is from out of the UK. She is an extraordinary lady. She has actually lived in Russia, Siberia, and Croatia, and currently resides in the UK. She birthed two amazing boys twice in one year. So you know she's already juggling multiple hats. And she has been a recent author of her book, One Way or Another, a collection of birth stories. So I want to thank you for joining us, Rosemary. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yes, I'm excited to have you as well. Now, before we actually go into finding out the three things that you wish you knew before becoming a mom, can you tell us a little bit about your book, One Way or Another? Sure thing, yeah. Um, so my book is a collection of birth stories. I refer to it fondly as a kaleidoscopic experience into childbirth. Um, and the aim behind it really was to have birth stories that aren't exclusively positive or exclusively negative um, because I found that that was what I could access most when I was pregnant and I thought 
childbirth isn't always rainbows and sunshine and it's not always doom and gloom. Um, and it, it, I appreciate that it can be, but that it's often more complex than that. So I wanted to interview people who were happy to talk about their experiences honestly and openly so that hopefully other parents can can learn from them and feel a bit more prepared um, either when embarking on childbirth or when supporting someone who's about to, to give birth to their their children. That's fantastic. And I know that you had mentioned that the profits from your book are actually being donated to the Wellbeing of Women charity. Can you tell us just a little bit about what that is? Yeah, sure. So Wellbeing of Women are an amazing charity that I've supported for, I think, six years now. Um, and they're the largest um, gynecological and reproductive health charity in the UK. Um, and they've done so much work um, in particular for in pregnancy and for for. Um, pregnant women, um, right from ultrasound, they were pioneering with ultrasound technology um, to IVF, um, and they are kind of a, a small to medium sized charity. So they have a lot of projects um, that they that they fund that are small small size, but that have a huge impact. So, for example, um, they pioneered a technology to allow women to carry their babies who might not have been able to before. So they kind of have really simple solutions to really complex problems. Um, so I, I give them my my full support whenever I can. That's fantastic. Okay, well, now I want to get into what are the three things that you wish you knew before becoming a mum? Sure. Okay, so the first thing that I wish I'd known before becoming a mum is that my first thought when making any decision will never just be about myself again. <laughs> um, so this was a big shift in mindset for me from either the big decisions, such as um, making the decision to leave my previous career behind me um, to become a midwife, um, thinking about the finances, the logistics, like will it work with childcare? Can we afford to do it? Will it you know, work around school drop-off and pick-up? Um, to the small decisions, like wh- which outfit am I going to wear to this event that will hide the marks from my toddler's grubby fingers? Um, <laughs> that I've never, I've never worn a plain black top since having kids because it would just betray how mucky we all are. Um, and yeah, and I found that really difficult, um, and that I can never quite switch off that mum part of my brain. Okay, so since becoming a mum, it, it's like everything revolves around your little ones, then more or less. For sure. Um, even having a shower, are they safe so that I can go and get clean? Um, my parents very kindly offered to babysit when it was my husband and and I's wedding anniversary last year. And they said, you know, you go away to a hotel, we've got the kids. And I still found myself thinking, I wonder what they're doing. I wonder if they're <laughs> asleep by now. Um, I hope they're not playing up. I wonder if they've had a bedtime story. And I just thought, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is meant to be my my night off, in inverted commas. Um so yeah, I don't know if it's the same for you because I know that your two are still very small. Yes, I, I I don't think the mummy brain ever gets inactive. Once it's been activated, I I strongly believe that is is always there. You're always wondering. You know they're safe with your parents and everything, yeah. but still you're wondering. Okay, are they doing this or are, are they doing this other thing? Or it is always. I think it's always on, but I think somewhere in there we have to try for our sanity to turn it down even if not off <laughs> yes for sure it's um I've noticed that my exercise has become a little bit more intense since I've had children because I feel that if it's almost if I'm sweating and I'm out of breath and focusing entirely on that there's not as much room left to think hmm, I hope my my baby's eaten his lunch today <laughs> so the, but yeah I found that that's probably one of the few things that I can do that really does 
sort of uh, quieten that voice down enough that I don't have to worry. Okay. So what is the second thing that you wish you knew? I wish I'd known, and it pains me to say this, that I care more about what people think than I thought I did. Um, which is sad because I like to think that I make decisions for me, myself and I um, and that, you know, I'm a strong, independent woman. But actually, it does it does hurt a little bit if someone says, oh, why are you doing that? Or you shouldn't be doing that. Um, or I think it hit me most um, most strongly. I remember when my second child was having his vaccinations and there'd been a muddle up with the, the appointment slots um, when I got to the GP and I deliberately not fed my youngest so that he could have um, some breast milk after his vaccinations as like a comfort thing. Um, and so he got really hungry when I was trying to sort out this appointment and started crying. And this guy commented that, you know, maybe I should focus more on raising my children than worrying about this appointment. Oh and it just hit me of thinking I'd I was so proud of myself that I'd planned this, that we'd got there, bang on time. And it was purely an administrative error. It was no one's fault. And that someone still was commenting. <laughs> um, yeah, that that probably would have hit me very hard as well. Yeah. And I just thought vaccinations aren't the, the nicest thing to, to go through with little ones anyway. Um, I find them really difficult. So and I just yes, it's that. I agree. Yeah. And it's that thing that no one knows anything about everything about being a parent um there's no such thing as an expert but sometimes it can seem like everyone has an opinion <laughs> and that could be quite hard to shrug off I think because even in discussing with some of the other moms when I was finding out about their three things I think we all came to the logical agreement that we get solicited as well as unsolicited advice. Like yeah. you said, everybody's an expert. Everybody has something to say. Everybody has something to share. But the reality is each baby's different. Each parent yeah. is different. So, you know, but because we're still in such an emotional state, I think that we, we take it on a lot more than we intend to. Mm -hmm. Even if we are strong females, because I know I know you're a strong female, you know, but sometimes words words hurt. Yeah. They, <laughs> and to hear do. somebody say something like that is like, seriously? <laughs> I know. And sometimes the, the worst one is when it's well-meaning or well-intentioned. And I think, oh, I know you're trying to help. But <laughs> now's yes. not really the time. Usually if it's, um, you know, I remember my toddler going through a real tantrum phase when he got tired when we were out and about and he'd just lie on the floor and try and fall asleep <laughs> wherever we were. <laughs> and, you know, people would go past and say, oh, I, th I think he's tired. And I just sort of stand there and think he's literally asleep in the middle of a public footpath. Yes, he's tired. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best. <laughs> um, and I knew that they meant well, but it's that having to plaster a smile on your face and think, oh, I just wish you'd leave me alone for a second so I can deal with what I need to deal with. Yeah. So it can it can be a bit much, yeah. um, in all honesty. Okay, so what would you say is your third point about that you wish you knew before becoming a mum? So the third thing that I wish I'd known was that becoming a mum of a second child made me become mum all over again. Very interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's something that I personally don't think gets enough attention at all is that, you know, that, that there's a lot of emphasis on, on first time mums and first time motherhood and quite rightly so. But the second you introduce another child into that mix, it's all change. Um, it's and, a whole new dynamic. It's a whole new dynamic. For me, it was like level up parenting that I felt 
I, to be honest, I'm going to be a bit smug and say that I thought I had it nailed with one child. <laughs> I was like, I breastfed really well. His sleep was really good. I was, you know, thinking I, I've got this down. And then my second son arrived and oh boy, it was it was a whole other level. <laughs> and and he's a joy as well. Like it's not like he was a difficult baby. It was just, you know, like like the theme of this podcast series, it was just balancing, balancing another hat. Yeah. Cause I, I think it is that there's so much extra that you have to think of. We we get comfortable with the fact that okay, we raised one, they're fine, they're alive and well. But then when you add that other one to the mix, is is like how can you love both how can you give both the same attention and and for me personally I've felt sometimes like if I've neglected the older one to tend to the younger one and it's it's, it's been an interesting dynamic trying to keep my sanity and to make sure that <laughs> they're, they're well taken care of you know it's like they're not enough hours in the day now mm-hmm. oh sure with my first son we went to you know lots of toddler classes we did baby yoga baby massage swimming lessons with my second I remember thinking okay I've probably got the energy to do one of these things and I can't take them both swimming at the same time because one of them (laughs) will drown I can't do (laughs) yoga with them because I physically don't have the strength to carry both of them at the same time and I just immediately had this guilt of oh no the second child's not going to get what the first one had and actually it took me a while to realize that actually they have each other they have my husband and I and it was in a way it was nice to step back from all of that whirlwind you know going to organize classes and parent meetups and to focus on us as a as a family unit and getting us you know established and building on our relationships um because yeah, I've, I've really mentioned well I've mentioned this to you before really that it was not um not just my relationship with my my second child. I was thinking, okay, this is this is a new thing, but also by my son's relationships with each other and trying to cultivate that lovely sibling relationship. Correct. Oh, that's 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 fantastic. I mean, I guess as first time moms, you get so excited. I mean, there's just tiny human that's dependent on you, and you want to do everything that you possibly can. So you you pull out all the stops. And then mm-hmm. maybe number two comes along. And and yes, you do have that guilt because it's like, okay, I don't have the energy to pull out all these stops now. <laughs> I, I just yeah. don't. Like, um, breastfeeding for me was like the big eye opener with how different the experience was. That with my first son, you know, it felt like we were cocooned in this lovely little le- nest of loveliness um, and we could stare at each other and all that. And then with my second, I was chasing around after a toddler <laughs> while also breastfeeding. And I remember opening the door to the postman and my youngest was there. I, he just had a nappy chain. So he was just wearing his nappy and nothing. Uh, my oldest, sorry, was in his nappy and nothing else. My youngest was on the boob and I was accepting this parcel with the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> the dog was barking in the background and I thought, this was not how I envisaged, that, that's envisaged this going. Bouncing the hats right there. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was as soon as the dog started barking that I thought, "Yep, typical. This is exactly the right thing." I, I wish I could have seen what the postman's face looked like when, when he handed over the package. Like, okay. <laughs> It was so sweet that after that, actually, he just sort of used to start leaving the parcels inside with a little note saying, no, you're busy. (laughs) (laughs) I'll see you tomorrow, um, which was really sweet. Um, And once because this was in our old house and the, the front door led straight into the living room. And once we'd all fallen asleep in the living room and I wake up to find this lovely, you know, lovely message with you, you know, you're nailing it basically. And, um, 
And I thought, oh, I'm having this lovely like pen pal relationship with that person. <laughs> it's a bit odd, but it was nice. Yeah, he opened the door and he realized, okay, she has a lot going on. So I'll, I'm just going to make it a bit <laughs> easier for her. Well, yes, that's really great. So I want to thank you for taking the time out to share with us the three things that you wish you knew before becoming a mom, that your first thought is no longer just about yourself anymore, that you actually do care about what other people think, people share. They're well-intended opinions, but sometimes they can be hurtful. And that becoming a mom of a second child does not mean that you've got it all covered. It's now starting all over again from scratch to learn that new baby. And for those of you that are interested, don't forget, you can check out her book, One Way or Another, The Prophets Go to the well-being of women charity. And as Rosie would have said, they are phenomenal in being able to help out new moms and persons going through pregnancy. All right. So that wraps it up for our three things we wish we knew before becoming a parent episode, our four-part series. Thank you so much for listening and being part of this special series um, as we learn so many different things about becoming a mom about, and also becoming a dad. So I want to thank each and every single one who would have been part of these episodes. Until next week, we're going to be looking at wordplay and mind play. So we'll have Rhyme Minister from Barbados. He's going to be sharing with us. So be sure to tune in next week for that special episode. And remember to leave a review on your favorite podcasting channels, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify. You know, I would love to hear from you and it helps others to be able to know that this is the place to come and tune in every Thursday. So thanks again. Remember, you can reach out to me on Instagram, Karina Darnell. On Facebook, I am Karina Darnell. And on my website, www.karinadarnell.com. So be sure to subscribe. And of course, tell your friends. Until next week.